And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shout Out. He's Andy Shelton and I'm Lara Lanamy and... And coming up on today's packed show... Uh, Hidaya and Just Like Us. They are both back with their mini-casts. Uh, and the Curly Hair Project. We'll be catching up with live with Lucy about how her project is going. Uh, all coming today, right here on Shout Out. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, you oh no, I smacked it. I didn't think you'd do it again. Like, I'm sorry, people. Like, I wasn't on my first and my best game. I thought, I used to do that and you stole it off me. I thought it'd become your thing. It is my thing, but like, I just I just didn't register. I didn't think you were going to throw it to me, like, again. Like, I, I'm so happy you did, but also, I'm sorry. So, well, I'm sorry uh, to there's a really easy, easy way, right? So, okay. You ready? Yeah. Oh, no, wrong one. I got it right. (laughs) Thank you. I love the round of applause. Like it's not, it's not patronising at all. Like I love it. Thank you. Um, And uh, uh, hello to uh, Andy, and we've just got Matthew and Terry remoted in. So hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Oh my god, Uh, I've missed Matthew so much. Um, Yeah, it's been a little while since you've been on air with us, isn't it, Matthew? I think. Uh, yes, I've been, uh, been been working elsewhere, but mm. albeit remotely from here. Ah, I uh, see how it is now, working elsewhere. Where are you working? Oh, I've been doing some lecturing um, at uh, in Australia. That's that's. Oh, what? Sorry, it meant a lot of night shift. Wow, uh, so I've been asleep yeah. whilst the show's been going out. Oh, I see, oh. I see. that's why we podcast. Not because of the content. <laughs> not because of the content. <laughs> yeah, just for the listeners, it's not quick. boring you to sleep. It's boring. <laughs> it's just never. It's never. No, obviously you would never say such a thing like that, would you, Matthew? Yeah. No. Um, mm. Especially referring to Andy. Um, but yeah, how are you? Who are you talking to now? Me? I was just going to say. It was a slight dig, but he didn't get it, and so I was like, I'm just going to let. Oh, I got it. Oh, you did, you. Oh, it just felt like it rolled off your back. It did, yeah. Oh, yeah. hello. Nice. Yeah. So, um, come on, I'll be working with you long enough. Nice. No, right. true, true. How's your week been, Andy? Yeah, good, good. What have um, you been up to? It's really nice. It's like a mini heat wave at the moment, yeah. isn't it? It's like, oh my god, I thought summer was over. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, it's kind of like back again. I feel like we deserve this. I yeah. feel like we needed one last ditch trying to feel like summer happened. Yeah. And it didn't just... I still think it's the beginning of spring for some reason. Like, I feel like... Well, oh, you, you got Christmas to come in the middle. Oh, <gasps> I said the, I said the oh, C word. Oh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Why are people in September talking about Christmas? Well, because this is when they put the decorations in the shops. Absolutely That's appalling. <laughs> I'm so upset about that. Yeah. The, min- the mince pies appear shortly in the shops as no, well. They already no, have. No. Yeah, but you see people... Really like selection boxes. People who like mince pies, it's actually a good thing, is it not? It's like, um, no, they're meant yes, to be yes, for yes, one yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, see, Matthew, I can't agree with you on that one. It's meant to be Look, one have, time of year. Th- Listen. You, you can, I think you could survive on mince pies because it's got everything you need. You've got oh, protein wow. in there. You've got the wow. fruit. And it's loaded with fruit. No. You've got five a day. No, you're never going to make that one happen. Like, fetch won't happen. <laughs> this won't happen. You, I take it you don't like mince pies then? I love mince pies, but oh, I know right. I have them in December and then I leave them alone. That's where it goes. 
I, I don't know. I don't know why people are trying to. So uh, what if it was just a pie that happened to be full of some like fruity stuff? Would you yeah, eat that? It's oh, just because no. it's a mince pie. It's just because it's a mince pie, and yeah. I'm like, it's good with <laughs> custard, and I love me some custard. Oh. So yeah, but honestly, and plus, yeah, I can't be dealing like the temptation to have them is too strong. So yeah, there are a lot of calories. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, Christmas is a fair way off yet, but we yes. got a really packed show coming up. So we're going to be catching up with Lucy uh, later on from the Curly Hair Project. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, um, it's time to go across for my five as we catch up with Hidaya. Have a listen to this. My five on shout out. Hi, shout out radio listeners. Um, my name is Osman. I volunteer for an organisation called Hadaya. Here at Hadaya, our mission is to provide support and welfare for LGBTQI plus Muslims and promote social justice education around the queer Muslim community so that we can counter discrimination, prejudice and injustice. So today's segment, we are here with Asia, who is a volunteer with Hadaya, and like many of us, has more than one identity. She is bisexual, a person of colour and Muslim. Um, to begin with, Asia, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, including your ethnic, cultural background and your age, please? Yeah, so I'm a Pakistani Muslim um, who grew up in sort of a semi-conservative house, a Muslim household, and now I am 20 and I live outside of the house. Yeah. Um, what are some of your unique ex- issues, experiences and challenges you face as a bisexual person of colour? Yeah, so I think that there are a couple. The first is, I would say, sort of um, reconciling my faith and my sexuality. That took a lot of soul searching and sort of undoing internalised homophobia um, and uh, trying to understand how I could still fit into my community and my family. Um, So luckily I came out to my sisters and they were very supportive. So that's helped me process things a lot more. Um, But it's definitely been difficult, especially when you're surrounded in this community by a lot of negativity and hostility towards the LGBT community. So it does make it difficult to sort of exist peacefully. Um, And then beyond that, um, justifying my existence to people and because there was a lot of prejudice and sort of non-ignorance towards the LGBT Muslim community where a lot of people just don't realise we exist or if we do they dismiss our Muslim identity because they don't think that it's possible that you can be both Um, so those are two big ones Just on that note um, in in my own experience um, I've heard in this kind of cis-hetero-Muslim community and even in the sort of gay community I've heard people make comments such as Bisexual people are confused. Have you, as a bisexual person, come across any ignorant comments like that in person or online? And how do you challenge these attitudes? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the the key, there there are two key ways to challenge these attitudes, and the first is to have a lot more education about um, sort of heteronormativity and. Um, and internalised homophobia because a lot of people um, will see bisexuality as a stepping stone to coming out as gay, lesbian, um, but it's, it is a very valid existence on its, on its own. And even if it is the case that somebody who's having a difficult time coming to terms with their sexuality 
does use labels bisexuality that doesn't invalidate anybody's experience it's just everybody's own individual journeys um so i think there needs to be more education on that and when there is more people will feel more comfortable in what however they want to label themselves or if they just don't want to label themselves at all which is also completely valid um and then uh beyond that i would say um you know more um, education on a wider society level, including us in representation, mainstream media representation, so that we can have a voice and we can show our own existence and and our validity there. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think I only know one person, like visible Muslim person, bisexual person, and that's Hafsa Qureshi. She is kind of a Stonewall ambassador. And I remember seeing her for the first time on TV and I was so, it was so powerful because there was um, a Muslim uh, girl with a headscarf and out as bisexual. I'd never seen that before and I felt really moved by that. Um, and I, I totally agree. I think we need more representation, especially in TV and media. Um, do you think that there is enough positive by representation on TV and media? Um, and is the community represented in the right way? Or do you th think it plays to cis hetero fantasies? Yeah, no, I definitely don't think there is enough representation. Um, it's often bisexual people are fetishized or um, dismissed their sexuality or just like simply not there. Like it's just not explored the complexities of coming out as bisexual and sort of all the nuances of our identity. Um, so there definitely needs to be more representation in mainstream media. I can barely think of any um, anyone in sort of the fictional world who is represented and I one or two people in in real life. So yeah, definitely there needs to be more mainstream positive representation. And I think that's important to mention because I think that it has to come from the queer community as well as, you know, faith communities to come together and have these open discussions around sexuality, mm -hmm. faith and gender. Um, and um, and that's why we do the work we do with Hadaya and that is to promote, you know, the, and raise awareness of LGBTQI plus Muslims and some of the struggles that we face. So thank you so much for taking time out to talk about your experiences of being bisexual and Muslim. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That is When the Sun Goes Down by Sarah Alto and Bag of Chips. And Bag mm. of Chips is from Drag Race. Yeah. Can't hear her voice in it, but I'm guessing it's one of the amazing voices that's singing. So. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was one that, that Steph found. So. Oh, I um, love brand, it. Brand spanking you, that one. We do love to bring um, you queer music. Yeah. Sarah Alto, um, obviously, has performed at Bristol Pride a few times. So Indeed, uh, we, we've yeah. been to lovely. I was say. I was uh, say. Very famous. If you go on YouTube and look her up, she sings um, Frozen. Uh, what's the name of the song? The, the famous one. 
uh, Let It Go. Let yeah. It Go, yeah. She sings that and she sings it in every language that Disney released it in. Wow. Throughout one track. It's absolutely amazing. Well worth um oh, Well worth checking linguist. out. So Anyway, uh, we got the boys here this week. We've got Matthew and Terry. Here so, come um, the boys. Here come the boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get some new headlines. This is Shoutout News on Thursday, the 17th of September 2020. Bristol Pride have been enjoying huge success for its online presence in 2020, replacing the originally planned outdoor festival. As with many prides, the LGBTQ community has been using modern technology to forge links, stay in touch and to keep our mutual spirits up. It has in many ways been an inspirational time for community building. Now, Bristol Pride say that they are delivering a bigger and better selection of movies than ever, thanks to their annual film festival, Queer Vision. The festival will kick off this Friday the 18th of September and runs until mid-October. In order to bring you the usual incredible content this year they've teamed up with the renowned Bristol-based Encounters Film Festival who will host Queer Vision on their 2020 online streaming platform. This partnership means that as well as accessing all the exciting short films as part of the programme you can watch the best of British competition selection and the best of the LGBTQ themed Iris Prize for 2019. Those accessing the player will also be able to view the entire Encounters Film Festival programme, plus a special collaboration with the BFI network, which curated queer content from the Encounters Film Festival in 2020. Passes cost just £10 and will grant access to the player for the entirety of the festival season. You can book your pass at encounters.com film that's encounters.film well done to everyone connected with queer vision on another year of film excellence and remember this year you can view the movies from the comfort of your own home so break out the popcorn pour some organic cola drink and put your feet up for the finest in lgbtq movies a long-standing uncertainty in the application of the 2010 Equalities Act has been sorted out by an employment tribunal which has pleased activists for non-binary identities and other gender-fluid people. The tribunal has ruled firmly in favour of plaintiff Ms Taylor, who was pursuing a case against car manufacturer Jaguar Land Rover over her treatment as a person with a non-binary gender identity. Jaguar Land Rover argued that because of their non-binary identity, they did not fall within the the definition of gender reassignment in the Equality Act 2010. However, according to Forbes Business magazine, the tribunal totally rejected the employer's case, saying that it had always been the intention of the right of the, of the Equality Act to cover people whose gender fell on what they termed a spectrum. The tribunal upheld Ms Taylor's claims of harassment, direct discrimination, victimisation and constructive dismissal. Stonewall and the Scottish Trans Alliance had provided support Support to Ms. Taylor's case. A specialist in LGBTQ interpretation of law is Dr. Chevlan from the Number no. 5 Barristers' Chambers. They said recognition of gender fluid and non binary identities within the gender reassignment protected characteristic in the Equality Act marks the coming of age of LGBT plus law. What makes us human is our differences. What makes us a free society is our ability to celebrate and protect our right to be different across the human spectrum. 
Tonight we send our greetings to LGBTQ Jewish people across the globe because at sundown on Friday evening, the 18th of September, it's the Jewish New Year, or Rosh Hashanah. It is closely related to creation beliefs and is a festival day during which people consume sweet foods to symbolise their wishes for a sweet year to come. Candles are lit during the early evening and orthodox observers will desist from work. Rosh Hashanah is followed in the next few weeks by Yom Kippur, Sukkot and Simchat Torah and together these form a holiday season called the High Holidays. Now you'll find a link to a couple of LGBTQ and gay-friendly Jewish groups on our news feed. The BBC has defended its decision to have a same-sex pairing on the new series of Strictly Come Dancing after receiving complaints from viewers about the move. The Olympic boxer Nicola Adams is one of the contestants and requested to be partnered with a woman. In a statement, the BBC said Strictly Come Dancing is an inclusive show and is proud to have featured same-sex dancing amongst the professional dancers in group numbers in previous series. We have stated in the past that we are open to the prospect of including same-sex pairings between our celebrities and professional dancers should the opportunity arise. Nicola Adams requested an all-female pairing, which we are happy to facilitate. The show is first and foremost about dance. The sex of each partner within a coupling should have no bearing on their routine. Strictly Come Dancing will take to the airways at the end of next month on BBC One. And finally, last but not least... It's also greetings to LGBTQ pagans tonight as we come to another of the eight equally spaced festivals which map out to the wheel of the year. On Tuesday, that's the 22nd, we reach the autumn equinox when day and night are briefly equal and after which the nighttime hours here in the Northern Hemisphere are longer as we begin the journey to the shortest day in three months' time. The equinox is known amongst most contemporary pagans as Mabon. The Glastonbury bookstore Goddess and the Green Man summarises the spirit of this season as follows night and day are again of equal length and in equilibrium dark and light masculine and feminine inner and outer it's time to thank the waning sun for the wealth of harvest bestowed and it's time to complete projects to clear out and let go that which is no longer wanted or needed as we prepare for the descent so that winter can offer a time for reflection and peace and it's a time to plant seeds of new ideas and hopes which will lie dormant in the dark until the return of spring and we've also prepared a few links to some further reading from some of our favourite LGBTQ pagan and New Age websites. Have a look at our news feed for the links and enjoy the season. For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This is real love. Uh, that is uh, Real Love by uh, Susie Wilkins. Uh, another new track there. Brand new, yeah. And I'm actually talking to her right now. <laughs> Are you? Oh, yeah. I was just letting her know we were about to play it. Um, oh, right. Nice, so, uh, nice. Yeah. Very well, nice I hope indeed. she likes it, because um, it was a great track and very soothing. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, yeah, no, I really like that one. So... 
So um, who have we got next? I'm really excited um, to hear from who we are interviewing so, next. Uh, well, uh, we've actually we've got Lucy uh, back, who was, um, I'm trying to think how long ago it was you were with us, Lucy. I can't remember. It was a little while oh. ago now, wasn't it? Probably about six months ago. Gosh. Really? Is really? it that long? I, I thought you were going to be like years. <laughs> no, <laughs> Certainly, it's such yeah. a long time ago. It's six yeah. months. Oh, yeah, no, before lockdown then. Yes, yes. Definitely. Well, you were here live in the studio, weren't you? So, mm-hmm. and um, uh, ju- just just for those listening, um, Lucy is joining us remotely. So uh, we are still well, socially from the, distancing from the MV Emily. I knew you were going to mention where this. we broadcast <laughs> from. Once remember when we got uh, when we couldn't broadcast in BCFM, we went over to the MV Emily. Yes, very true. Is your barnacled now, Lucy? She's 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 listing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose to bow out of this because I have no idea what's going on. But <laughs> the MV Emily was where Pirate Nation Radio used to broadcast I from. See, I in, see, I in see. In the middle of nowhere, um, oh. in the middle of the Bristol Channel, I think. It was in, it? Um, yeah. yeah, it was in international waters between Wales and England oh. in, yeah. the Br- <laughs> in the Bristol Channel. Right. <laughs> Never figured out how that was international waters, but so, still. Anyway, um, it's yeah. lovely to have you back, Lucy. Um, uh, you. For For those that um, don't remember, we're, we're talking about the Curly Hair Project. Um, so can we just do a little bit of a recap for those that don't know, what is the Curly Hair Project? Yes, so the first thing it isn't, is something to do with curly hair. <laughs> so I have very straight hair. And um, yeah. So the Curly Hair Project is a social enterprise and we're an organisation that supports people who are on the autistic spectrum. Right. And those people that might work with them, live with them, love them, maybe not love them. Um, but those people that support autistic people as well. So what has, um, to you, been the most rewarding part of this project? Because um, I'm looking to work with um, autistic um, students and um, there's so many nuances that people don't often realise and it's, it's quite easy to cater for them, but people think it's a massive a massive deal. So what, to you, has been the most rewarding thing and um, what have you learned the most um, during your time? For me, I've been working now with them for about two years and... Um, my family, we have two autistic young people in my family, so my, both of my children are autistic. Um, and it, it's that level of understanding, awareness, um, and being able to appreciate individuals for who they are mm-hmm. and the talents that they have. Mm-hmm. And seeing past some of the stereotypes and the norms and the expectations that we make on people sometimes of course that's like so prevalent in our society how do you cope with that when you do see someone that's combative and won't like doesn't really understand about autism um how do you break that information down to make them realize it's it's not so us and them it's 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 part of our human nature really well i try to make it as um not simplistic, but as as easy as possible to see the differences mm-hmm. and to see the similarities. And one of the biggest things I can do is to try and get people to understand that behaviour isn't necessarily challenging. It's actually some form of communication from different people. Okay. What kinds of behaviours do you And at the project mean? ourselves... When, oh, sorry. No, sorry, no. Uh, There's a stopped. little bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, what kinds of behaviours do you mean? 
So sometimes might see challenging behavior by somebody being physically um, intimidating or aggressive or something called stimming. Stimming is about getting stimulatory regulation and feedback for your body that might help you regulate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be th things that look scary, uh, things like rocking or um, verbal tics and verbal stims or um, non-compliance. Those can be behaviors that people find scary sometimes. But usually that's all part of a communication and, a, and, a, and an issue that needs to be resolved. Mm, okay. Do you feel like these um, behaviours, and I don't mean to bring the police into it, but do you feel like these behaviours, because uh, should be taught to more institutions like the police and people that deal with young people on a day-to-day -day basis so they can understand these types of um, like behaviours in terms so, of... Yes. Yeah. So have you worked with yes. like um, community <laughs> projects like this? Well, um, I'm an ex-law enforcement officer, okay. so I have worked for many years um, in law enforcement and was an arresting officer and, and lots of different things. So that's a little bit about me that you probably didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, and, <laughs> and so my understanding and my awareness from both sides of the coin there um, are really, really helpful and, and insightful in many ways. And actually... Um, many people who work in law enforcement might listen to me a little bit more than somebody who hasn't worked in life, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Lucy, it's uh, yes. Steph. Um, Hello, Steph. Um, the, the Curly Hair Project, you're also um, looking into aspects of the link between autism and gender dysphoria. Yes. So this is one of my specialist subjects as such. Um, in the Curly Hair Project and I run a reg regular webinar online which looks at that connection between gender dysphoria and autism and more and more in the press you may have read recently that there is an, um, a, a, there's a developing link that researchers and academia are making between those people who are gender diverse and those people that are autistic. And if you think of that Venn diagram of those two groups of people, the bit in the middle that crosses over is fairly big. Mm. Um, and you'll find that more gender diverse people, this is the academic research um, saying this, more gender diverse people are autistic than they originally realized or originally thought. Do you not think drawing these kinds of links could be detrimental to certain people who have um, gender dysphoria and uh, like have gone through this, and, but also there's a stigma around autism and things like that. So is there, could there potential, potentially be downsides to this level yes. of research? And what there could they be? There is in everything. And there is in, in every way in, in which um, people are perceived. Um, and one of the things that you you may find if somebody's autistic and gender diverse is that professionals maybe or family may put those um, dis those choices down to one or, or or another of the of the um, conditions so somebody might say oh well it's oh, of course you're going to be gender diverse because you're autistic mm. that is a complete stereotype mm -hmm. and and not something i would wish people to follow through Okay, so it's like more the other way round. 
Um, so you you are autistic and you happen to be gender diverse rather than you're, if you're gender diverse, you, you are autistic kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's, it, it can work both ways. And the research actually found that both uh, those people who are gender diverse tend to have more autistic traits than, not, than cisgendered individuals mm -hmm. and vice versa. Well, okay. Like, how how does um, how does how do you teach young people about themselves in terms of like when they are gender dysphoric and they are um, autistic? How do you teach them to uh, be okay with that and to come to terms with it? Like, how does the curly hair project like support young um, young people? Because it's quite a destabilizing time right now. Yes, so what it's things incredibly do you do? destabilizing. Um, one of the things we do so through our webinar, I take a kind of holistic approach and I think balanced about in a balanced way about things mm -hmm. and try and approach it in a way that's saying right okay these are the facts when you're a teenager in particular you do go through a period of your life when you question your identity full stop that happens with everybody who am I what's my sexuality what's my identity what do I like what I don't um, but if you're autistic as well, you may have this additional layer of, of challenges where you find difficulty relating to people generally. You may find it difficult to connect to your own physical self. And you can also have a very weak sense of self. So throughout the work that I do, I try and help individuals, family members, professionals, try and understand how to support young people and adults. Um, because quite a few people may, may leave it until much later in their life course, to come out yeah. about their, their trans identity and how they feel about things. And it's just about encouraging empathy, understanding, patience, um, and working with people on an individual level. Cool. Listen, it's, it's, it's lovely talking to you. I mean, it's a subject I, I know very little about, um, and it's really nice to hear um, from someone who knows so much about it, so much more to help um, you know, make people more aware. So, um, but we are rapidly running out of time. But I believe you've got an event That's coming fine. up, have you not? Yes, I have my next webinar, which runs on the 26th of October, and it's 8pm in the evening. And the way to find out more about it is to look at our website, which is www.thegirlwiththecurlyhair.co.uk. Cool, lovely. Brilliant. And as, as always, we make sure we post a link up um, on our show, on our Thank website you. afterwards. Um, Listen, Lucy, it's been lovely catching up with you. I'm sure it won't be the last time we do it. Um, and, I want to um, hear updates. I, yeah. need, I need to hear updates. <laughs> I want to know about everything you're doing. It's amazing work, so thank so, you. Thank um, you. But thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Um, stay with us. You're listening thank to you. Shout Out. We're back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Ridden in the Water. Uh, yeah, I like that Wigmore. one. I was oh, like, digging do. about. Yeah, of course cool. I do. I mean, you're getting better and better, Andy. Like a fine <laughs> wine, I want to drink all the time. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought I'd make it rhyme just for you. 
Oh dear, it's been a long time since I've had a lady say that to me. Well, you'll hear it over and over again, I'm sure. <laughs> so I thought that was a fascinating interview. Lovely to catch up with Lucy too. Yeah, um, I know, loved it. Um, apologies about the quality there. It's not so easy when the uh, no, uh, we, we have are, to have the we are not remote. magicians, but we do do bring you magic. And, so uh, yeah, and we are of course relying on technologies across the internet, but um, um, at least it means we can keep bringing the show to you and bringing the guests to you. So I reckon she was on deck because it sounded like the wind was affecting the mic, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All aboard. So, uh, anyway, it's time to catch up with uh, Just Like Us. Just Like Us, for LGBT young people. Hello, and welcome to the monthly Just Like Us podcast, discussing what it's like to be LGBT+. My name is Ellie, and I'm going to be one of your hosts this month. Um, we also have Heather with us. Hello! And this month, we also have a special guest joining us on the podcast. Since her rise to fame as a finalist of Love Island in 2018, she has secured multiple modelling contracts, spoken candidly about her sexual orientation and mental health, and has become a vocal proponent of body positivity and female empowerment. It is our pleasure to welcome Megan Barson Hansen to the Just Like Us podcast. Hi, Megan! Hey! I got too excited there. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so great to have you. So from September the 16th to the 23rd, that week is uh, Bisexual Awareness Week. So it's great that we have a very prominent bisexual guest on this month's podcast. Uh, and we want to chat with you a little bit about your experiences with being bisexual and a person in the public eye. So first off, I just wanted to know, like, when did you first realize you were bi? How did you kind of deal with that realization process? I feel like it was pretty late in terms of, I know a lot of girls I spoke to and stuff who are either like gay or bi, they knew from like a really young age, but it's not until hindsight. I would say I was about late teens, like maybe 18, 19, and I had a really good friend at college and I remember we was just like growing closer. She had a boyfriend at the time and I would get jealous whenever he used to come over and I was like, this isn't right. And then after that, I started seeing a girl For me, it was like odd little experiences here and there. I never really thought, right, this is a life-changing moment. Like, I'm definitely bi, I'm definitely gay or whatever. It just was kind of like odd little things. Mm. Coming into an understanding of yourself often, especially in like films and TV, there's like a light bulb moment or something. And I feel like that it, it doesn't come like that. It's sort of small clues come together and then you sort of put the pieces together like a puzzle or something. And you're like, oh, that might be what that means, you know. And you a bit sort of try things out and see where they go. Yeah, that's really refreshing to hear because I would question myself, I think, at the beginning before I actually had a relationship with a girl, like a long-term relationship. I was like, am I though? So I did doubt myself a lot. But I think that's like one of my big messages to like young people who follow me as well. Just explore and I think just go with how you feel and don't be like forced to be put yourself in a box. Yeah, definitely. That is something that a lot of people kind of struggle with, that kind of pressure to like evidence your attraction or whatever which is pretty weird when you think about it for a second but I think it's really common yeah Yeah. when I had to go on a dating show and I said to the producers I want to date girls and guys I thought I was even questioning myself because I was getting set up on dates on Celebs Go Dating it was this show and I thought I'm not really clicking with any of these girls and I started to doubt myself and it's like you said because you're bi people kind of want evidence they're like I felt like I had so much to prove to people, whereas in my close circle, my family, my friends, 
I kind of just owned it like it is what it is. Like if it's just a casual thing with a girl, if it's a full-blown relationship, it doesn't matter. They're going to love me and respect me for whatever I do. But I think to the general public, how I got famous was in a relationship with a guy. So I think because of that, people were like, oh, she's just doing it for publicity. Like I felt like I really did have something to prove, which wasn't a nice feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, I think me and Heather know from going and we stand up in front of, you know, a class full of 30 kids. And that's terrifying to tell your story to. And you do that, but on like, you know, a national stage. But I think opening yourself up to people like that, as well as being kind of, it can be a bit daunting, but actually it's so rewarding. Have you, you know, have you found that process interesting, rewarding, terrifying, any of those kind of things? What do you think? Yeah, I can't say I'm as brave as you. I don't know how you go and stand in front of a silent room and speak. Like to me, that is so much more scary than posting something on Instagram. But yeah, there was an element of pressure and I kind of had a lot of trolling on the amount of guys that I dated on that show and people only saw me as one way. I knew that I wasn't the most liked character on that show. So I thought, oh God, I'm just giving them something else to moan about or pick at me for or judge me for. But then I thought, like, I've got one life. I'm not going to feel to myself for anyone else. So I'm super glad I'd done it as publicly as I did. And I think even the amount of trolling and stuff I get for it and people like, oh, it's just because it hasn't worked out with men, which may I add is so annoying and not the case at all. Like looking back, I said I would like watch films and I'd be obsessed with like Angelina Jolie. You're not telling Mm. me I've had that (laughs) attraction to women just because it hasn't worked out with men. (laughs) Like 100%, (laughs) that's always been there. Mm. Um, But even if it helps one or two people who are like me, like... I think hopefully it'll give hope to other girls if they think they might be judged on whatever level. I think just do it. You've got one life and you've really got to embrace and feel free in who you are. Mm, That's such an inspiring message, you know, to have come from. There's a lot of negativity in the story, but as you say, you come out and you're right. You've you've got one life and it's great to live as a a positive role model for people. Uh Yeah, 100%. At school, like everything seems so big and everyone's judgment seems so big. And um, that was something that people raised when I was in Love Island as well. I looked completely different when I was at school and I had like sticky out ears and I had them pinned back at a young age because I was bullied. Like for me, looking back at school, it wasn't the best experience, but I think it made me who I am today. Although it's important at that time and it seems like the whole world is like your friendship group and your school in that moment. There's a whole massive world out there as soon as you leave school. And I think just don't try and fit in. No one can rush you on your journey or rush you into like labeling yourself. Be you, be free and just enjoy every minute. That's such an amazing message for for our listeners to hear from you, you know, like being yourself being free and it's a it's a very convenient point to for us to mention yeah. as ambassadors <laughs> um that we're currently recruiting for new volunteers with just like us going into schools and giving talks to school children about lgbt plus identities sharing your own experience and stories yeah. so you can sign up to be a just like us ambassador until the 23rd of october if you look on our social media there's loads of information about that yeah it looks great on your cv <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i would definitely say also like there's so many different ways to get involved with just like us so being an ambassador is about going to schools but it's not just about going to schools there's the podcast um <laughs> you know little, with these amazing hosts <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you for being, uh, yeah, we're here all week um but yeah there's so many so many different ways to get involved definitely do check it out and 
sign up. But yeah, yeah apart from that, I just want to say thank you, Megan, for being an amazing guest. Yeah, and thank you so much for your time for being here. It's going to be great for our listeners to have heard from you. Like, you're so inspiring. Thank you for being so open and willing to share with us. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you so much for having me. Really That's enjoyed great. it. Yeah. And to our listeners, uh, we will hear from you next month. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people. The music was by Tristerium. We come into schools too. Young people, teachers and parents can find us at www.justlikeus.org. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh god, you always cut out when I'm singing. Well, of course and, I do. Well, because I was pretending the mic. I was just like a pop I mean, star. The, the, the clue is the giant red light that goes uh, on when I turn your mic on. It does kind of tell you. There's yeah. a red light? I mean, it was yeah. as I was singing. when you catch out Terry singing, it's even oh, more Oh, that is... No, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful, <laughs> magical moment that we should, we should keep. I don't know if I've ever caught Matthew singing. Uh, yeah, it's a, no, have we? We have not. Matthew no, is I'm, I'm, I'm well controlled on the mic. Yeah, line. you're too good he's for a, that, aren't you, Matthew? He's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pro with the mic. Do you know the problem with the red light is you never know whether it's Andy's bloodshot eyes or actually the red light going Ooh. on. Oh. So you never know whether it's the not, mic's it's alive not or not. Blood shot. We've had this. I'm like a fine red wine, apparently. Uh, yeah, red wine's uh, red. I heard that. Stephanie's <laughs> <laughs> not Laura, happy with Laura me. Laura wants <laughs> to drink me. Is that me? I do, yeah. I do. So, and he's never going to let that go, people. No, That's my husband. One, my husband is going to be so shocked when he listens to this. The one compliment show. I give you a year, and you're going to take it yeah. and run. Of course, with it. I am. It doesn't happen often no, enough. No, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. So we've got so much things. So many things. God, English. Yeah, so many things coming up for you in the coming months. So. Uh, um, or Hallow's Eve. And Hallow's Eve. Oh, Hallow's Eve. Or Halloween, as it's more commonly called. Uh, yes, Halloween. So, Indeed. but before that, we'll have a couple of. Um, Black History Month shows for you um, mm. and that's because we really value the BME voices in um, Bristol we want to give them a platform especially when they tell me I'm like yeah. a fine red wine did exactly, I mention that before exactly <laughs> you, did, oh, you did you did you did and um, I'm going to take that down back but um, well not just black voices for Bristol of course because we travel yeah. around the planet yeah. um, so it's black voices everywhere yeah. everywhere yeah. we always everywhere. we always we but always do um, Black History Month we always do LGBT do. History Month but we well, also so. don't like to keep the promotion of black voices just to black history no. month because just, it's no, important as yeah. allies to extend that um uh beyond that and we also so yeah we have halloween coming up and Indeed. there's gonna be a halloween are you a halloween, show. Are you a halloween Ooh, fan yeah <laughs> do you know what? i actually i'm loving the mood you're in I tonight it's great <laughs> i prefer halloween to christmas because it lasts I one can, night no Okay, yeah. Well, actually, but Christmas like, only lasts one night. But. Exactly, and no, I get really? to wear I get to wear scary, gory makeup. I love it. It's like the scent. It's like appealing to my gore side, which is a big part of my um, mm. personality. Yeah. Um, you see Matthew with fangs. It's uh, scary. No, what well, does he look any different? Um, um, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's horrid. I know. At least I. I floss between my fangs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a good, you're a good fanger. That's good. 
<laughs> so it's starting to sound like the Halloween special already. <laughs> yes, uh, get me in that cat so. suit. And then what else do we have coming up in November? We've got a full-on Brigstow takeover. Yes. Um, and that's um, because of World that, Day. Is it November World, or, or World, World AIDS Day? Which is beginning of December. Um, it's the First we're doing December. it at the end of uh, the last show in November. Right. We're doing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because we want to bring lovely, it early. We want to um, jumpstart everyone. Lovely Ali to be here, um, yes. taking over again. So, and um, um, that's and then of course day. we head down towards our Christmas spectacular. Yeah, I rolled my eyes there. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, remember, we always have one show a year where we have... Yes, that escalated. How did we get to, how did we get to like Christmas? Everything, oh, everything's <laughs> got to come back to Christmas now, now we're the other Jeez. side of it. Yeah, well, that used to I, be. I hate to add to it, but um, our programme this year is going to go out on Christmas Eve. Mm. Really? The 24th Ooh. we're actually broadcasting on. Well, well hopefully. Well, Either Terry. the 17th or the 24th. Yeah, Terry, you're letting me down team. here. You're letting me down. Like, oh, it's a fun no, show. Talk. You've been here when we've done the show. I, the no, Christmas the cracker. Christmas show is one of my favourite shows yeah, of the year. It is it's great. so fun. Hey, we could do two. And I get competitive. We could do Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass? Uh, yes. Mm. If we're on at midnight. Yeah. We Praise be, we're not doing Midnight Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, as always, Ugh. catch up with our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and, of course, uh, brand new on Spotify these days. Plus, of course, check out our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt, which is also where you can find uh, where you can contact us if you're interested in getting involved with the show. Uh, we'll be back next week, as always, live from 7 here on BCFM and, of course, other supporting stations. Thank oh. you to them, too. Uh, but from myself and the rest of the team, everybody, please, say bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Shout out LGBT Radio for you